Live from Cool Boys Central. You're the boss down there. I'm boss up here. From bat tips to bat nips, <laughs> we are just cool boys revisiting Batman, the animated series, and wearing hats. <laughs> this is Batman and Beyond, a cool boys podcast. I see Batman and Beyond. Greetings, Cool Boy Bat Nation, and welcome to another installment of Batman and Beyond, a Cool Boys podcast. I'm Ballard. And I'm Steve. Uh... So cool. Tonight's episode is Day of the Samurai. Woo-woo! Directed by the one and only Bruce W. Tim. Steve, yeah. what does W stand for? Uh, I have no idea. What the fuck, Steve? <laughs> what, what does the W stand for? It stands for Walter. <laughs> like Damn. Walter White, bitches. Oh, I was so, so close to guessing. Oh, you were? <laughs> w? <laughs> so close. Um, this one's written by Journey's very own Steve Perry. I love that that he did that, Steve. Did you know that? I did. It's gorgeous. Little known facts. What do they say in basketball? Shouldn't have been gone. <laughs> What's the part he sings when he like tries to throw him off with the um, uh, psych out in the beginning, like in the in the in the driveway or whatever it was the cul-de-sac? It's like Steve I Perry. Remember. I never should have been gone. <laughs> yeah, Trey Parker does that thing to uh, Dion Bacar. Play that audio clip now that Steve is going to hate listening to. Steve Perry. And it should have been gone. No, Oh, yeah, you missed oh, it. Oh, damn it. You said no more journey psychos. I'm running out of ideas. Boy, that was fun to listen <laughs> to. Thanks. So fun, Steve. It mm-hmm. was fun. I love cutting away to random sound bites mm-hmm. in the middle of an episode. Me too. And it has nothing to do with the episode. I feel like you're just taking my complaint that I told to you and now airing it. Um, I am. Yeah, that's great. So I should just keep my complaints to myself then? Yeah, don't you fucking ever air your <laughs> complaints with me. That's what it feels like. So, yeah. All right. Pa- way to go. Power move. Space Steve. Yeah. This episode came out February 23rd, 1993. And this week's villain is Kyodai Ken. He's back. Before we get into the actual Wikipedia says here, is this the first sequel, quote-unquote, episode we've gotten? Now, just to no. clarify, I don't mean part ones and part twos, and I don't mean Cat Scratch Fever, where it's like clearly a continuity from the uh, the Cat in the Claw episodes, but the plot line of that episode, Cat Scratch Fever, has nothing to do with Cat in the Claw. This is the first time we have like an actual sequel episode that's not a part two. This is like a full-on sequel. Mm. To Night of the Ninja. Yeah, maybe. But there's been, I guess, continuity-wise, uh, stuff with Production Baggett, order-wise. But they've definitely had... I feel like that Cat in the Claw one is, is is a, you know, close one. And same thing with, like... You mean Cat in the Claw parts one and two going into Cat Scratch Fever? Yeah. You now, know. But see, that's only in continuity. That's not plot. This is actually, like, continuing the plot of trying to, like, attack Batman and Bruce Wayne. Yeah. Like this is this is continuing the plot, however many twenty episodes down the road or whatever it is. Yeah, like ten or something like that. 
So I thought that was kind of cool. It, oh, for sure. And by sure. the way, of course, next week we have obviously Terror in the Sky, which is going to be the continuation of uh, Man Bat storyline. Oh, oh, and there's also the Heart of Steel sequel. Um, your Silicon Soul, or whatever it is, his Silicon Soul. Uh-huh. Uh, that, yeah, that's, a, that's an actual direct sequel. Well, Steve. Uh-huh. Wikipedia says. Woo-woo. Kyodai Ken kidnaps Kai, star pupil of Yoru Sensei, the martial arts instructor who taught both Kyodai and Bruce. The ninja's ransom for her is a scroll that teaches the location of the fabled death touch, which is what they call it in this, the big sleep or the eternal sleep, right? Uh-huh. But it's it's but it's one move uh, part of a whole big ass move or it's right? like, uh, like just a series of of moves and that was like the final one the the, the creme de la creme is how i yes. kind of read to it that's okay that's how i saw it too because it was called kiba nohoko the way of the fame I, I thought it was awesome just how they just went there in terms of making it full on like immersive into japan you know, yeah they- they fucking made you read subtitles. Yeah, for a kid's show? Like, that's... Four o'clock after school, I don't want to read no fucking subtitles. <laughs> Definitely, <laughs> you know, it was pushy. I would say that that's like how they were getting some of their educa- education. And also just like they were showing, I-, I thought on the show, just some of the concepts of these like uh, ancient Japanese concepts, I guess. Like of, what? Of honor. He was talking about Jerry, or, or, or I, I'm probably mispronouncing all these things. But no, uh, you're saying it perfectly right now. I'm sure. Oh uh, yeah. We, we're just gonna butcher Japanese for the next 30 minutes. Sorry, Cool Boy Nation. But there is. Uh, they talk about the Bushido Code, and and that one they expanded on a little bit, where the samurai cannot lie and cheat, and they were really uh, like slurring the ninja, which was kind of funny because I think around this time. For me, ninjas were the cool things. It was like three little ninjas were out and like some other yeah. stupid ninjas. So it was interesting that um, in popular culture, sort of ninjas were – and like I think Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles, I think that had just come out too. And so having right. uh, you know, them be besmirched and you know, have it be – Which is accurate though, correct? I mean they, they yeah, Batman went with the accurate telling of ninja and, and samurai well, versus like – Well, I don't know like, if they, they were assassins. I, you know, my understanding ninjas, ninjas I don't think were seen as like good people or well-to-do type of like killers, Steve. I think for the most part if you were a ninja, it was kind of like you had to live in your own world or at least hide the fact that yeah. you were a ninja. I think there was different time periods. You know? So I think a lot of times what happened were like samurai – from my understanding, you know, we're hired by feudal lords and all this stuff. My understanding is Lone Wolf and Cub, just so we're clear. <laughs> okay. Yeah. My, or, or Tom Cruise is the last samurai. Basically, all my understanding is from, from watching anime. So I was Right, exactly. Same thing. Yes. <laughs> real real <laughs> poor understanding. But my, my understanding is that, you know, there was a lot of feudal lords that kind of funded the samurais. And then at a certain period, there was like a revolution and uh, – the samurais lost their power or whatnot, and I think that's kind of what happened was that ninjas were these like for higher people, and they they probably were a, a mix of both. You know, there was like an evolution. So like the, there was samurai that stayed samurais that that hated the the fact that the samurais like uh, you know evolved into these people that uh, were Ronins. for hire. Yeah, you know. Yeah, Steve. Um. I fucking love Lone Wolf and Cub. It is a great retelling, essentially, of 
of of, of samurai life, right? And like uh, the whole being disowned and everything. And it's tragic. It's heart wrenching. It's gorgeous. It is ridiculous. It's everything that you want a samurai film to be. Oh, it's um, great. I love the third one the most, but the re-edit of the first two Lone Wolf and Cub movies uh-huh. that turn into Shogun Assassin uh-huh. are fucking is that's so good. I love Shogun Assassin. I love the way they recut those films and like threw that whole like seventies exploitation spin it was, onto it. Was that an authorized edit or it was just like somebody... yeah? I think it was. I think it was an authorized edit because I don't think it's something that you can find to. Oh no, you could buy Shogun Assassin on DVD. I did. Oh, you can. And, and, yeah, uh, okay. and you can buy and you can buy Shogun Assassin two, which is essentially um, Lone Wolf and Cub three and four cut together. Very cool. I thought it was like uh, not available. I oh, I bought it. it. No, I owned it. Um, I don't know if I still have it on DVD anymore, but I definitely did buy it, and I loved it. I watched it a bunch. It, it was great. Um, there's a new samurai film, Steve. Actually, that's really good that you should uh, check out. It's called Blade of the Immortal. And mm-hmm. it's about a guy that essentially you watch the whole third act of another movie play out in black and white. And it's violent. It's gross. It's it's so samurai. And then it's about how he's being disowned and all this shit. And then you watch the story unfold of this guy who's now been disowned Ronin and all that. And he's immortal. And the rest of the film is all in color. It came out in 2017. Once he's immortal, the film's in color. and it, But it's so ridiculous and... Once again, like, they have, like, you know, the boss battles, and everyone's got the fucking great costumes, and it's got the cool, like... What's it called again? Practical effects uh, called Blade of the Immortal. So good. So fucking good. We should probably talk about this episode, though. I I did have one last aside if we were going to just kind of, you know, go and beyond on on the the Batman uh, and beyond sort of uh, part of... Uh, you know, I just finished uh, on Netflix uh, Voltron, which was also somehow. Oh wait, you mean you finished the whole thing? It's because it's done now. Yeah, yeah, it's it's like seventy four episodes or something like that. Yeah, the series is completed. Mm-hmm. It's it's really good. Like if you haven't if you haven't watched it, you, I you... have watched it, and I'll, I'll tell you this. So the season finale for season one, uh huh, my daughter loved, but okay. she does not want to go further into season two. She, every single time we get to the season one finale, can we start it over? So I go all the way back to season one, episode one, (laughs) and watch it all the way through again. Well, I loved this episode. I fucking love this episode, Steve. I got a serious problem here. I love this episode way too much. I I, I watched this episode back for this episode of recording this podcast and I just was like not taking notes. I had to stop it and restart it because I was just so engrossed. <laughs> it was like I was just like this might literally be my favorite episode of all Batman episodes we have watched starting with On Leather Wings working it up production order up to number 44, Day of the Samurai. I this is my favorite, man. This is my fucking favorite. I love this one. Yeah, I thought it was good. I really did too. I I you know from, you know, pretty much the beginning I liked how um, you know it starts in Japan, and uh, it just has this good animation. And uh, there was every once in a while there was like some weird flaws. I don't know if you if you caught them, like when someone was speaking and you didn't see their lips moving. 
Oh yeah, yeah. There's one like Bruce is like clenching his teeth, uh-huh. yeah, and like and he like says a whole sentence like, "My dick is fucking really hard," <laughs> and he's like got his teeth clenched. Um, you're right. And, and, and Steve, one other thing to add on to the, like the incredible list you just gave us, right? Uh, of 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 trophies this episode gives us. It, it gives us also a very adult themed episode and adult oriented episode. There are subtitles for us to read. There is. Fucking kidnappings going on. By the way, Kyoto Ken loves to kidnap. He kidnapped Bruce and Summer in Night of the Ninja, if I'm not mistaken. And now he's about to kidnap, uh, was it the sensei's prize student, Kai? Yeah, I thought uh, it was his daughter, but uh, yeah, they, they had corrected it. You know, it, you know, that yeah, it's just his prize student that he treats like his daughter. Uh, I thought, you know, the very beginning of this, like I was going to say, was that uh, when they're showing her like training in front of that uh, sort of like model and they're just showing her reflection in like eight different eyes or something was was super cool mm-hmm. and uh, just like they were showing the silhouettes uh, of, of through the her. windows yeah it was, it was just really well done and then instantly just starting off with uh, subtitles you know just starting off with Japanese and and uh, I, yeah it totally set the mood it, this was like okay this is this this is gonna be a good one. And it's a brutal takedown of Kai by Kyodai. I mm-hmm. mean, it's pretty much Kyodai when you look at it. You're like, okay, I guess it's Kyodai. Oh, yeah, yeah, it's that's, not, it's that's not, not flat out said this is Kyodai yet. There's no doubt. That's not. But it's no doubt. It's, he's in his costume. You know, when it walks like ninja. a Kyodai, when it talks like a Kyodai. Um, but Kai gets her ass kicked, Steve. He, like, <laughs> breaks her fucking arm and then, like, drop kicks her and then, like, pokes her in the neck. I guess he's checking a pulse, but I thought it may have been a poke. I was like, just an additional. Uh, knowing that it was Kyoda, you know, they say in the episode that fighting styles are like fingerprints. And that was total Kyoda. Total Kyoda. Oh, one other thing we get uh, very quickly in this prologue is um, Kyoda starts doing some fucking fruit ninja. Starts throwing <laughs> up all kinds of fruits and just slicing them with Showing the katana blades. I was like, dude, he'd be great at fruit ninja. He'd be really good at that <laughs> shit. He's practicing in 90 fucking three. Mm-hmm. February of 1993. Okay? That's crazy. There's this constant theme, and I guess it's kind of running from where they show the mountain uh, of the volcano that's It's in the opening title card. That of the steam or the smoke, you know, and it's just like right now they're having uh, Bruce uh, with his coffee, the steam. And tea. The, the tea. I thought it was tea. Yeah. Uh, you know, it's definitely, you know, this is Bruce Tim kind of at his uh, finest, just uh, uh, showing off almost. He is, and, and, and he does a great callback. Bruce knows when he gets the letter from his sensei, and it's just all the letter is is like an art. It's like a, like a ransom art. It's not words. It's not a request. It's just a, a face. Bruce immediately recognizes that as the tattoo on Kyodai's back, which we see in Night of the Ninja when he's like, Training with Bruce in the sepia tone flashback, uh-huh. Kyodai's gi gets ripped and exposes like a red, green, black tattoo of that exact same face. Uh-huh. So that face was just a calling card. And uh-huh. I love that Bruce catches on. You can see that Bruce, and he grabs it and he crinkles it up like, fuck you. <laughs> I like how his master card. totally knows that, he, that he's Batman. Oh, his master totally knows he's Batman. Totally knows. He he winks and nods and gives him a like you know a little nudge with his elbow and the ribs. Yeah, he's but like yeah. he's like, hey Bruce, anything that Batman does at night in his room is none of mommy's business. <laughs> you know, um, I I love that. I do like that. That's hinted on because it's brought back later. It is bookended with Sensei clearly fucking knowing he is Bruce's Batman because he pretty much is like, 
Bruce, you're Batman, and you're not a you're fucking samurai, okay, dude? You're not a fucking ninja. You're fucking samurai. Get over yourself, you brooding son of a bitch. That is how it ends. Mm-hmm. It's definitely, uh, you know, the the running theme is like you want to be have honor and code, the samurai mm-hmm. code, you know. And these ninjas are horrible people. It's kind of funny. So they show a flashback, Steve. Not sepia tone, by the way. We oh, get a yeah. cool blue flashback this I, time. I liked it. Where we see like Sensei's ancestor from 500 years ago, like just beating his pupils to death. Yeah, I probably. Yeah, I think. Wait, Steve. Steve, hang on. Hang on, Steve. He's just too badass. He li- we literally just are told during the flashback that he is he knows the Kiba Nohoko, right? The fucking <laughs> like and which just follows up with the uh, the big sleep move. Uh-huh. And then we watch his ancestor just wreck shop on like his, all his pupils and they all just lay there motionless. That's why and he, he walks away somber. It. You know, maybe they survived. We we don't know. I think we watched the first deaths in the Batman the Animated Series. Definitely, I think at the end of this episode is one of the first deaths. I cannot disagree, Steve. I cannot disagree. I, should we just go way out of order and just talk about the ending well, right yeah. now? Yeah, I mean, if it, yeah, I don't mind. Uh, if we want to do that, yeah, I, 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 that's. It is like the most epic. That that was kind of where I had no uh, notes. So. Usually, like, whenever there's, like, a battle, like, I'm just watching or a fight scene, you know, I, there's, like, not a lot to take notes on because you just want to watch it. And that – this one was one where you just wanted to watch it. You know, it's just now, so Steve, well you're, done. you're referring to what battle exactly, just so we're very clear to everyone else. Oh, you know, at the end of uh, the episode when there's the exploding volcano. It was yes. – you know, this was basically, I, you know, whatever uh, – was it the one of the, one of the Star Wars movies just totally ripped off of uh, Batman? Oh, basically. not even that. It's just like <laughs> like this is ripping off the Hobbit, the Ho- or not the Hobbit, the, uh, Lord of the Rings ripped off of this. Yeah, essentially, all these epic movies uh, t- took the volcano, uh, but it was that was such a great. Uh, you know, you know scene. what you're, you're about to hear a bunch of emails from Cool Boy Nation that's like, by the way, it was in the, you know Star Wars lore that Anakin fell into a volcano well before this movie or the day. The Samurai ever came out. It's also Tolkien died before this fucking TV show came out. So how could Lord of the Rings been copying Day of the Samurai? I hope that there's somebody that responds. If I need to say more things to flame uh, people, well, Steve, I'll never. I will never let you have access to that email account. You'll never see all the responses. Uh, I won't. And I'll see. never read them. No. <laughs> um. Okay. Wait. Hang on. To get back to the volcano, because we're we're just all over the fucking place right now. Um. <laughs> The volcano level at the end with the big boss bad that Batman has to fight, Kyo died. The, the <laughs> final fucking mono mono uh-huh. like going at it, fisticuffs, fucking melee, hand to hand. He has to take combat. off his mask and just. It's great, and right? He takes oh. off his cape and he's just like, all right, let's go, let's do this. And you know what? You know the best part is when Batman what? starts slapping his face. That's what I have right here. Slap Absolutely, the face. So, so what we ha- but we don't have that yet, Steve. See, what happens first is. Batman gets, you know, beaten and and the whole big sleep move gets put on him, right? Now, we're jumping the gun on how we got to all that. <laughs> but, like, what I love is that as soon as he, quote-unquote, die fake-outs in front of Alfred, which Alfred must have been like, 
oh shit, that's the way, you know. But then you know Bruce comes back, he's leveled up all of a sudden. Oh yeah. Like Neo in the Matrix, he's full on leveled up. <laughs> he fucking just bitch slaps Kyodai at one point. He like accepts. it's right, it's ridiculous. He, he just accepts like some sort of that that uh, he's a samurai or, or something like that, and he just he's oh he's Batman. Yeah. That's what it is. Yeah. He bitch bat slapped. Um, I love that he bitch bat slapped Kyodai so bad. Kyodai literally just explodes. <laughs> He's just like, fuck it. I just got slapped in the face twice by Batman. I'm gonna, I'm not, I'm gonna die. You know. Yep. He explodes and dies. And and if I'm not mistaken, I looked ahead on the on the Batman the animated series. Oh, I'm, I'm not gonna look ahead at Justice League and all that shit in Batman Beyond. But Batman the animated series, I don't think Kyodai ever comes back. So that was it. He he doesn't, but that's a good reference to Batman Beyond. I think Kiori shows up in Batman Beyond. Wait, Kai? Kai. You you mean the girl that gets kidnapped? Uh huh. Oh, crazy. Yeah. Okay, so what we're watching right now, Cool Boy Nation, is uh, we are just watching right now Kai's uh, you know, hostage negotiation with Kyodai and Batman on the rooftop. It is also an incredibly badass scene where. It sets up the stakes for the later fucking fight we just talked about because it, like, shows you that Batman can be bested. And it's – and once again, Kai gets fucking her ass kicked so hard she gets kicked off the fucking – roundhouse kicked off the rooftop mm-hmm. and, and then lands in a patio, someone's, like, porch or whatever, slamming up against the wall with Batman. That was brutal. I felt bad for her. She got the shit end of the stick. But she calls Batman the spirit of the bat. Oh, that's nice. That's a sexy name. I think Batman, as long as Kai is like you know the proper age, um, I think Batman probably had sex with her. Yeah, he came back later on. Why not? He was like, I mean, did you see how uh, dom- dominatrix he was? Towards like, stay put. Mm-hmm. Barbara, you've grown. Um, I also like uh, Steve that we get this transition at the end of that fight where you were talking about fuming and smoke and all that shit. Mm-hmm. Is a shot of Batman? Pissed off because Kyodai gets away. Fuming, he hits the debris, and then all of a sudden, angry Batman fuming dissolves into volcano fuming. Mm-hmm. Mount Kaikiki, or whatever these, I, I think it was pronounced. Oh, yeah. I mean, this was a kid's show, so I think that he was really putting the, the, the references to the smoke and all this stuff on yeah, pretty just heavy. Yeah, like the kids are. Uh, just like me, I, well, I'm so angry when mommy doesn't give me my cookie. I get so mad, and I just want a cookie. <laughs> um, I, I I love it, and they have a great volcano control room. It's the best. I love the like the. It's like I don't know what it is in Japan. It's like USGS, right? But it's like they're just like at the at the board, like oh, this volcano's acting up. Yeah, I always like for me, it's like Godzilla. Those sort of like when I see like these old Godzilla movies, it's like totally they're at some sort of like you know control station that yeah, it's supposed to be like moderate, probably yeah, earthquakes. They're like oh no, there's a huge earthquake. No, Godzilla. So I grew up um, not really too far, maybe three miles away from a, a major USGS, and it was a thing that we got to go to on school trips. And I had seen this show, and when I got there, I mean, I don't, I didn't live near a volcano, but when I got there and I saw how like lame an office building it is, and like it, and how it's just not gorgeous vistas and control rooms, I was a little brokenhearted, honestly. Yeah. Were, did you have to wear hard hats too? No, it was just a bunch of students. Fall- it was like a library. I mean, literally, it was like an office slash library. A lot of books and a lot of filing cabinets. And, and, it ha- and we got to see, like, you know, a seismograph and all that shit, an active seismograph. So that was cool. And be like, that's an earthquake happening in real time. <laughs> 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 
Is that what you would do? Oh, 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 Steve. So we moved into Act Three, mm-hmm. and then one of my favorite things ever in this episode, my is it the favorite doll? things ever, is Kyodai has the okay. So Kyodai goes right to this mountain to get the scroll, and uh-huh. it fucking dissolves in his fingers, except the most precious oh, part, yeah, right? That's, the, that's awesome. the big sleep, right? The eternal sleep, you know, information directions. Uh-huh. He he takes that he takes that back to his apartment, I guess. And he just looks over a dummy, and he and then he looks at the dummy and looks at the paper and looks back at the dummy and he looks at the paper and then he looks back at the dummy and he looks at the paper and then he looks back at the dummy, <laughs> and then he goes, <gasps> "Who would guess it was there?" Well, later in the episode when we see Batman rubbing all up on the dummy, just feeling that dummy up, feeling it down below, <laughs> feeling it around the back, he needed to know where the spot was. He had to touch it all over. Uh-huh. Batman rubs over the heart area. <laughs> And then it's like, and then he squints his eyes. And then we see later Kyodai try to bust out the big sleep. And he just, all it is, he pokes Batman in the heart. It is the silliest move that I've Who would have known? The heart is where you can kill someone. <laughs> I, I mean, there's so many different moves. Like, he could have, like, jabbed the throat or, like, some other, like, other killer move, you know? like Yeah, what? <laughs> like, yeah, like a karate chop to the throat. And it's like, it's like of course, that would have also been, like, but the heart is, like, was just too obvious. Like, this whole episode you had me reading subtitles, and now you think as a kid I'm too dumb to think that there could be, like, other ways to kill a person other than the heart? I thought it was going to be some sort of, like, Indiana Jones, Temple of Doom, you know, like, where he has to say some sort right. of, like, yeah. where he pulls out the heart or some bullshit, you know? You know, right right before uh, uh, mm-hmm. the volcano where they're showing mm-hmm. – uh, the lava flowing and the shadows and just mm-hmm. it's just one of these things where you just sit back and, and watch how well done it is mm-hmm. this whole episode is one of those sit back and watch how well done it is i mean really this is one of my fucking favorites i will i will be hard pressed to find an episode that i watch back with nostalgia and with like you know my just today sensibilities and be not as blown away as i was by this episode Oh yeah, for sure. I I this is uh, one of my top. I, it might be my top, but I also feel like there's some other good ones. I really like one that's coming up that the the one where they all sit around talking about how they almost killed Batman. You know, that one I thought was a really mm-hmm. good episode. Almost got him. That's coming yeah. up real soon. I think that's like in three three weeks, two or three weeks from now. Yeah. Uh, but I you know with this I I, I definitely like how um, it's bringing back Bruce's past and him having to deal. You know, basically with who he is. And, mm-hmm. You know, that's definitely very cool. I give this one five out of five, boys, Steve. I cannot state it any further than I already have. Um, I just really love this episode. It really blew me away. Uh, same here, five out of five. Great fucking ninja stuff, Steve. Mm-hmm. Cool boy nation. Tune in next week. Same cool bat time. Same cool bat channel. Cool boy, Bat Nation. Be sure to let us bat know what you bat thought of Day of the Samurai or what your favorite bat episode is by bat emailing us at batmanandbeyondcoolboys at gmail.com. New episodes come out every Tuesday. Also, please check out our other great Cool Boys Central content with the Cool Boys Podcast on iTunes, SoundCloud, Google Play, and Patreon. Also, donate to us on Patreon. It only costs a buck, and you will receive special access to content too hot to air. You can find the Cool Boys on Patreon at www.patreon.com slash coolboyspodcast. Thank you for listening. Stay cool. 
Cool Boy Bat Nation. Until next time, it's Biases from Bat Ballard. And that's Biases from Bat Steve. So cool. Batman. And beyond. Oh, yeah. Batman. And beyond. Oh, yeah.